Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, the blessing of, of a person working on himself and the purpose of, of life, one of, the, one of the main purposes of life, especially during this time, is for a person to work on, on one's midos, to work on one's character traits. That's the whole, the whole avoda of Sfira Sa'imer, to count towards Pesach, from Pesach until Shavuos, to count till Shavuos is, right? It, why, why, why isn't it that we just go straight from Pesach, for, uh, right, to, right to Shavuos, right? Right from Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, go straight and be Makabal the Torah. What's the big deal? Why can't we just receive the Torah right away? What do we need these 49 days? So we know that the 49 days are for us to work on ourselves. It's not just something that, that was. Obviously, that's where we get it from because they did the same thing in, when they left Mitzrayim, 49 days until they reached for Kabbalah Satoira, till Sinai, Har Sinai. But the pshat is that every year, the, that's why we commemorate and we think about the Talmidei Rabbi Akiva, 24,000 Talmidim who died. And one of the reasons they say that they died was because it was during this time. The reason they died was because it was during this time when you're supposed to be working on your midos. And whatever that means according to their level, the Talmud Rabbi Akiva, that they missed the point. They missed the point of Kabbalah Torah. It's not just about learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, right? It's not just about serving Hashem. Obviously, the tachlis, the purpose is that we, are, we serve Hashem, but if you can't uh, serve other people, and you can't serve yourself, and you don't work on your midas, so then you're going to be missing so much in your, your connection to Hashem, right? As we see from the Talmud Rabbi Akiva, could you imagine the Talmud Rabbi Akiva, the level they were on, but still, that they were not honor to honor each other, it means that they didn't value, they didn't give value, and and chashivas, and, and they didn't give the... They weren't able to see the good in somebody else, whatever that means according to their level. So for us, it's the same thing. Avada, of course, a person needs to work on his avodas uh, Hashem and his learning and, and, and one's doing mitzvahs. But the prerequisite to that is for a person to work on himself and a person to realize, okay, why is it? And the way Hashem, the way Hashem shows each and every one of us, the way we're showed how and what we need to work on is when we look at other people. When you look at another person and you see uh, negative in somebody, when you see something not positive in someone, when you see someone's lacking something, someone's missing something, someone is struggling with something. So like we said last time we spoke, not only there are two aspects to it. Number one, we realize that, that people have weaknesses and people have weaknesses and people have deficiencies and that we also have deficiencies that's step number one when you see deficiency in somebody else what that means is it means you have deficiency now the specific deficiency is that's a different conversation but the first step is that person has deficiency that's why I'm seeing their deficiency so what does that mean about me it means that I also have deficiency I also have to work on myself if I see in someone else that they have to work on themselves, then obviously that means 
that I need to work on myself. And then we'll get into the specifics of what I have to work on. The reason we speak Lashon Hara is because, like we said last time, right? Everyone has to be perfect, which is mashma that I'm perfect. I'm perfect. If I'm perfect, you have to be perfect. If you're perfect, right? It's one of the reasons people uh, want everyone else to change. Why? Because if everyone else has to change, right? If everybody in your life would change, then you don't have to change. If your roommate changes, if your mother changes, if your father changes, if your siblings change, if your boss changes, if your whoever it is changes, all the people around you change, then I don't have to change. So everyone needs to work on themselves and I'm perfect. But that's not true. That's not true. When a person realizes that I have to work on myself and I need to work on myself and maybe everybody outside of me is okay and I'm the one who has to work on myself, that's when you begin to really change your life and that's when you begin to really uh, live a, a, a different life as opposed to everyone else is the problem and I'm okay as opposed to no, I'm the problem and everybody else is okay now that's heavy to swallow because people are like but that's not true because my mother's really the problem my father's really the problem my roommate's really the problem how could you say that? good, it's good if somebody gets upset about that that means there must be something there. Yes, Yaakov. I wanted to ask when you say yeah. that when we see a deficiency in someone else, yes. is that like if I see someone else, a specific thing? Right. Is that, that specifically? Right, right, right. So, so I didn't. So I, I was talking more general, um, and and we'll get into the specifics as well. In general, let's talk first. Start general. Forget about getting into if I see. A deficiency in that person I have that specific deficiency I'm not even talking about that let's say you don't have that specific deficiency which usually is true it's most probably true but let's say not even that person is lacking in that area okay the fact that I see lack is because um, I have lack when a person is is able to realize that and, and why, why would that get me upset? So what did I have lack? There's nothing wrong, again, that we said this last time. So a person has this problem. So why does that bother me? Why can't he have a problem? The reason we don't want someone to have a problem is because I can't have a problem. What's wrong with people having problems? If we're working on ourselves, if I know that I'm working on myself, then I'll assume when someone has something that they're deficient in, that they're not doing, that they're also working on themselves. Now, specifically to your question, Yaakov, it is true what we see in others is really a ref reflection um, or a projection is a better word. It's a projection of us, right? You might see in this person this weakness. Somebody else might see in that person a different weakness. Whatever we pick up usually comes from, from ourselves, okay? And the avoda of Sfiris Omer, the avoda of life, in, in, a, in a nutshell, the purpose of life, really, meaning obviously people want to, right, ultimately get to enjoy, but this is how you come to enjoy life. People who are enjoying themselves more, happiness comes when a person is working towards something. Happiness, simcha, and tzmicha are the same, are the, is the same, Rav Shamsher Her says, thank you very much. Rav Shamsher of Hirsch, thank you, says that smicha, am I just getting a regular cup for that? Yeah. 
Smicha and Simcha are the same words. It's the sin and the, and the tzadi. Why? Why? Because Smicha means growth. A happy person is somebody who has a schedule. Somebody who has what to get up for. Somebody who has what to live for. Somebody who has purpose. Somebody who is, is busy. Right? People say, okay, oh, I'm a teenager, I'm 20, I'm 19, I'm able to not be busy, I'm able to this. Most people who are not busy, who are not working on things, are not going to be happy. They're not going to be satisfied with their life. That's not the purpose. Okay, sometimes a person's a teenager, he's 16, 17 years old, he's going through a hard time, so he's, gonna, he's going to sleep a lot and and escape a lot, and not be involved in things a lot, okay, you're right. But that comes from a lack of motivation. Somebody who's playing football, someone who's playing basketball, someone who's working out in the gym is working hard. Why? Because it gives him, it makes him feel good. So that, as I've said many times, working in is harder than working out. Working inside is much harder than working out. And the more a person works in, and the more a person works on himself and says, okay, what do I have to, and that starts with understanding yourself, understanding yourself and understanding you know, what I have to work on, what are, my, what are my gifts that I have, what are the talents that Hashem gifted me with, what are my natural talents, and what are my struggles? Before you get to that, you're, you're, literally, you're literally like a, I'm, I'm not calling this in a negative way, but you're literally like the morale says, these days are, we, we bring the Minchas Seorim after Pesach, the day after Pesach, which is a Michael Behema, is animal. We bring a carbon for an animal. Why we bring a carbon that's eaten by an animal, that has the grains of barley eaten by an animal. And then come Shavuos, we eat uh, uh, Minchas Chitim, food for, for a person. Why? Because you're supposed to make yourself from an animal into a person. Somebody who's, what do, what do animals do most of the day? Anybody know? Eat, eat. eat and sleep. sleep. So how crazy is that? So, so think of your life. Are you like an animal or are you like a person? A guy who's sleeping all day, not to call him like, oh my gosh, Rabbi Fisher called me an animal. Yeah, you're similar to an animal if you're sleeping all day and doing nothing. Sitting around, that's what animals do. They sit around you know, for a couple hours, they'll get, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll get around and do things. So you're literally like an animal. What does that mean you're an animal? You're physical. You're physical. The purpose of a, of a human being, the purpose of Yisrael, is to be, is to be uh, like an angel. The angels are, are moving very, very quick. They're very quick. The tzaddikim are very quick. There's rizas. They're moving. They're getting up early. They have an agenda, they have passion, they have movement, they have mission, they're moving, they got, they got a lot to do. And animals like, yeah, whatever, just sitting around, sitting around. And that's why we're not happy. That's why we're not happy when we sit around, because we're not animals. We're people, and we're Yisrael. We have major, major purpose. We have major, major purpose. The world, of course, wants to steal that from us. I'm just going to make a bracha. And then I want to hear from you guys. Okay, let me hear from you. Somebody. I don't know, whatever you want. Something that I just said. 
Comment, question, comments. You don't have to. Yes, from Zev. Yeah. Rabbi said before that when you see a problem from someone else, the problem for you. Yeah. What? Yes. Is that a fact? Or yes, yes. It's a fact. It's hard to hear that because we don't want to hear that. We want to hear that the problem is outside of us. We don't want to hear that we have a problem. But the truth is, what, there's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. It's a great gift that Hashem gives us. How great is it that we can work on ourselves? Because that's the purpose of life. The purpose of life is to work on yourself and to better yourself. Right? That's why we give a bris milah after eight days. What are we starting? Eight days, we right away give a bris milah. Why? Right away we give a bris milah to show the child to show ourselves through the child that you're not perfect and you're here to fix yourself. We're all here to fix ourselves. So if I'm here to fix, and that's why people, if you think about why we speak Lashon Hara, why do people speak Lashon Hara? The reason people speak Lashon Hara is because they say that that person is deficient. There's something wrong with that person. What's wrong? So what's wrong with that? Okay, you're right. So that person has this chasaran. So what's wrong that that person has that weakness? Okay, that's why we're put in this world. We're put in this world to, to work on that, to work on that. Okay, let's begin with a halacha. Yeah, question, comments, we're good. Halacha, it's like, today's like, a, it's like another vacation day. What's, what's going on over here? It's, so it's too quiet. Whereas, yes. I have a comment on the fact that... Yes, go. There you go. Get in there. No, on the fact Get, that... Get, yes, go. Like, I, 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 like, Rebbe teaches us well, so start certain things just become questions. And we don't have a question on it. Like, it would be right. nice. Like, I feel like Remy wants questions. Like, like I, I should have a question, Thank you, Avigdor. Thank you. Great. That's good also. That's also good. That's also good. Beautiful. Okay. So let's learn some, let's learn some Hilchus uh, Lashon Hara. That's important. Right? Talking ne negatively, talking negatively about a Rav or his Psak. You have to be very careful to talk negatively about a Rav, about a Rabbi. Why? Chavetz Chaim explains that besides for degrading the person, you are also causing him to lose his authority. As a result, people will not value his words and might disregard his psak. So therefore, your words can cause other people to do avera. So besides the fact that you say, ah, that rabbi is, ah, he's blah, 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 blah. Right? That rav doesn't know what he's talking about. So besides the fact that you just spoke Lashon Hara, other people, when, when that Rav is going to say something else, you might just be like, ah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Even if you don't mention which specific Rav gave that psak, you still have to be careful because people can find out which Rav said that, and they also might disregard the psak altogether. Some people justify talking against Rabbanim by claiming the Rabbanim of this generation can't be compared to the Rabbanim of years ago who are on a much higher level. So says the Chavetz Chaim, this is not a good argument because we know that the level of the Rabbanim match the level of the generation. Furthermore, we must respect the Rabbanim of our time in the same way 
that the earlier times uh, Rabbanim were respected. Hilchas Lashon Hara, Hey Beis and And that's very important. It's very important because um, a lot of times people will deflect a lot of things based on saying, ah, this rabbi doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not tapped in. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. And, and it's very dangerous. Yes, Yehuda. Right. 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 Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, does it have to be that like I'm doing that same thing? Right, no. Or it also sounded like when we were saying the fact that I'm viewing that as a problem. Right. That that's what's in me. Right, so there's, the gen- so there's the general and then there's the specific. And I know people have a hard time with this, with the projection thing. You know, like, what do you mean? But I'm not. That guy is... Uh, a mean person, and I'm not a mean person, and I see that, that he's mean, so what does that mean that I'm, right? Uh, the, the, let's start with, let's just start with, with um, let's just start with in general. When I see something negative in someone, and I see deficiency in someone, that just means that I have deficiency, that's all. The specific deficiency that I have, I could prove to a person one-on-one and show that person that it really is full projection, but it's not the forum for now because there's going to be a lot. It's not, it's not the forum for now. You usually, yes, you, usually it works, meaning usually it, it, it works. If you see, you know, when people come and they say, oh, those people, this, this is like a classic one. Oh, you know, the, that group of people are so judgmental. Right? We've done this many times. Right? That group of people are so judgmental when I well, you know, walk into that shul, you know, uh, I'm so judged and they're so blah, blah, blah. Right? That's a judgmental statement right there. You're judging someone. Anytime you judge someone for judging someone, you're doing the same that they're doing. And then, and then just to clarify that, like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm ever in a, in a headspace, yeah. Problem, yeah. That right. Problem, right. That is. So that is the that. First of all, who doesn't have problems? Who doesn't? So let, let, what, what's a classic example of lashon hara? I don't know. Pick you guys. Pick an example of lashon hara. I don't know. That guy isn't isn't is insensitive to people. Right. People. Right. And therefore. And that, and that bothers me. Why? That why why. Okay, so be, be the change you want to see in the world. So what does it have to do with him? No, let's say you feel, let's say you feel disrespected. What? So someone hurts you. So that's, a, that's already, so someone hurts you. So you're, so ready? Here we go. That's a great example, Yossi. Someone hurt me. So what am I going to do? Hurt him back. Done. 
You heard him. He heard you. You heard him. What? Correct. Correct. Someone hurts Yossi's example, right? Someone hurt me, so I'm hurt. So what am I going to do? <laughs> hurt him back. So I'm hurting him. He hurts me. Same thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. No. This is great. This is great. See, this is why we have discussion. Exactly. That's correct. So, uh, Victor, even though we know everything, this is why it's good to, to talk this out. Right, we get, we get deeper, especially Yehuda. Yehuda's been in this year for seven years, so you'd think he'd be the last guy to be asking questions, but that's why he is asking questions, because he's been here for so long, so he knows that there's so much deeper for us to go and to understand about ourselves. So, yeah, what, Yehuda? So, again, if you break it down like we're breaking it down, that's what it's going to come down to. So what that this guy is... Not sensitive to people. So what did this guy, you know, hurt someone? Okay. Meaning, obviously, I want to I help the, the person who he's hurting, whatever it might be. But I'm saying, why does that bother me so much? Why does that bother me so much? The reason it bothers me is because I must be perfect. And I don't hurt anybody. I don't make mistakes. That guy made a mistake. That guy gets angry. I never get angry. So you're full of yourself if you say that. That guy's lazy. That guy has laziness. Yeah. Yeah, keep on going. Yeah, please. So is it just, you know, hear from Rebbe if it makes sense if this happens because I kind of put myself searching with Zara now. Yeah. Would it make sense that it may not be that it's bothering me that he's not sensitive? Because that's a struggle with me, but like maybe I still have some some unyielding experience where somebody wasn't sensitive to me, and, and they're doing. Yeah, that. yeah, correct. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's different. Uh, yeah, so again, Yehuda, if you would want to sit down and do it, I could prove that it's really coming from insensitivity, but but it's not the form for now. It's not the form for now, right? I might not be sensitive to him. I'm not being sensitive to him, right? I'm not being sensitive to that person who's being insensitive. If I were sensitive, I'd be like, oh, wow, he must be having a hard day. Must be hard for him. Okay. I, I, I'm just saying, in a forum, no one likes to hear this because you're like, what? It can't be. It can't be. That guy's a crazy guy, and I don't have it. I don't have it. If I sat with you one-on-one, -on -one, I could prove to you that, they, that you really have whatever you're seeing in them. It could be in a different, it could manifest itself differently, but it's there. Now, even without that, even if you want to reject that, which, which you can if it makes you feel better to reject it, but uh, it j basically what it means is this person has this weakness. So what? That this person has this weakness and this deficiency. I don't have, right? Your roommate's lazy. Oh, gosh, he's such a lazy guy. Oh, and you're not lazy? We're all lazy. Who doesn't, who doesn't, have, la who doesn't have laziness to them? No one, no one can say they're not lazy. We're all lazy, okay? He's a Baltaiva. Oh, and you're not a Baltaiva. We're all we all we're all Bali We all have Taivas. We all not not nobody's perfect. We're far from perfect. Yes, Yona. Um, drawing back to what Harvey said, the second point um, about people not respecting their land and that kind of thing. Right. Um, so I feel like I feel like it's one of the biggest things. It says that my father was talking to me about this. That it says there's a certain bar that talks about. Um, Adasi, maybe it was Adasi, I think Adasi. Right. He says that the entire thing, the Mars first thing was something along the lines of, 
have to be like moisturized. They have to have moisture in them or it's possible. And um, I think it's about this time and it goes back and forth. And eventually the Gemara says, like, something that you think is not privilege, it says like, only the, it says first, like, the top leaves have to be something like that. And it says the lesser thing that we already heard. And the question is, like, why would the Gemara tell us something I already know about the top leaves? And it's the top of time, and maybe one other fellow who says that as time goes on, never is farther and farther away from realizing the greatness of, the, of their generation and exactly what Rebbe's saying, they look back to previous generations right. and say, they're the ones who are so great and we should have right. right, nice. My father's father in his times, they right. 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 Rebbe, but this person's a nobody. And, right. and I feel like just from a personal level, just looking at it, sometimes how these groups how they tend to look at some Gdolim and how it's not, okay, I'm, I'm Ashkenaz, he's far, he's far, these, so therefore I can't right. respect what he says. Right, right, right. But if you look back at like previous times and you draw the common denominator, I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is pretend you have some Gdolim sitting in the neighborhood and learning all day long, right? You're not going to see him, he doesn't have time to go and listen to every Shiloh, every single person coming in, because if he can sacrifice himself that way, Right. Beautiful. And so it's only like the, the little story that they hear about him doing one little thing, so they don't think, they don't see the Nice. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Very nice. Okay, beautiful. Yes, Ben. I have a question regarding the the Khabatai part. Yeah. And then I also I'm going to backtrack to yeah, yeah. So regarding Khabatai, so we're discussing right now with the Allah of not saying uh Hara regarding a Talakhacham, right? Right. But I think the concept of somebody who would get to that point is that there's they either disagree with the viewpoint or something of that in with, with said rub. So the Shiloh is, is there a healthy way to balance that? In the Because it's the personal voice that tells you, hey, like, oh, this rabbi is da 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 So is there a healthy way to process that thought? Or is that thought in itself, in a sense, like a, dis, a desecration of the world figure? Nice. So that is kind of like my question, like, where is nice. that balance? Nice. Right. So, I mean, I, again, you, on your level, everyone has to know what the le level they are in comparison to the... To the rabbi, do you, are you as a Talmud Chacham like him? Do you know the halachas? Did you research it? Do you know everything? If you have your rabbi who says it's mutter, and he's as big of a Talmud Chacham as that other rabbi who says it's usher, so then you could just say, I go with my rabbi. But us, right, you have someone who looked into a psaq, he looked into it, you might not like it, but did you investigate it? Do you know where his sources are from? Did you look into it? So it's more coming from just a lack of knowledge, like, you know, if you learnt up the sugya and you learnt it up so clear that you could understand why that's true, then you might be able to say something or you could ask a kasha, you could ask a question. But someone who looked and delved for years into, right, it's like a guy goes to a doctor, right? I've said this muscle many times. A guy goes to a doctor and the doctor says, oh, uh, you have, uh, you know, bronchitis. And he says, eh, you know, you, you Google you Google bronchitis and you look at the things and you're like, oh, I don't think I have this symptom, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to follow him. I'm going to go home and just, uh, you know, do my own, you know, Google, Dr. Google. 
and do that, right? Why is that foolish? Because this guy went to medical school for, for four years. He went to intern for another two, three, four years and worked for 10 years to be a, a medical doctor. And you, out of nowhere, are going ahead and claiming that you know what you're talking about. Now that nobody would do. But a rabbi who spent 10 years learning Shulchan Aruch and you don't know anything about anything not you Ben I'm saying a person doesn't know anything about anything and then he says a halacha and you're like eh what does he know right when it comes to Judaism everybody for some reason feels that they're able to say oh I know what Judaism is about based on my experience in elementary school with my fourth grade Rebbe and my eighth grade Rebbe so I know what Judaism is about why, why do you know what Judaism is about you don't know what Judaism is about how many books have you learned how many books on Judaism? How much? How many times did you go through Derech Hashem? How many times did you go through Shulchan Aruch? How many times did you go? You go like I say many times to people. You wanna you wanna reject Judaism and you wanna say Hashem this Hashem. First, spend a few years, three, four, five years learning about it. Then you can reject it, but you can't base it on your emotional stuff. Most of the stuff that we reject comes from our emotions, it doesn't come from our intellect. So, I think you inadvertently answered answer the my, second. My, my, no, my question was a little deeper in the sense of like, you're not really arguing with the Torah points that he's giving out, it's like sometimes people argue with like the way that a Rav will speak. Right, or something that he looks, or he's... Inappropriately, because you said it's like, you're bringing out from an emotional... Yeah, it's all emotional, it's all emotional. We, our, correct, our generation, all of us are all emotional about things. It's not that we've read about it, we've known about it, we understand it. It's something we just say like, eh, I don't like it, and therefore we're able to exactly. run away from it. Shkoch Ben. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. So, I know that we have like, you know, in Yiddishkeit, if you see somebody being over something or doing something, I guess the Farhasi, I would say, and you're kind of supposed to give him that nudge and tell him, like, hey, that you're not supposed to be doing that. So doesn't that kind of, like, right. you know... That's a toughie. With that right, that's a toughie. That's a toughie, right. That's that a good question. question. That's a good question. Ben's asking, and we're, we, don't, we don't have time to deal with it today, but maybe remind me tomorrow. That's a great question. So how, do you, how, how are you ever able to rebuke somebody, right, if uh, it's really within it's you? Great, great, great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So the question is, how could you rebuke? When can you rebuke? How do you rebuke, etc.? But yes, that's a great, great sensitivity. It already means that you're understanding that it's all within you. Once you understand that it's all within you, then it's going to be very hard to rebuke somebody because really you're going to rebuke yourself first. Like right? Am I in a place to be giving? Exactly. Out? And you know what? Usually the people who don't feel they're able to rebuke are the people who it's good for them to be giving the rebuke, and the people who feel they're able to rebuke should not rebuke. So, uh, okay, I'm sorry, Rabbi Zeb, we're just going to wrap up. It's getting a little late. Hashem should help us all. It should be Zoha, what we'll ask afterwards. I'm sorry. Hashem should help us all. As we always say, uh, one of the biggest challenges uh, that we have is we're either haunted by our past, and our past doesn't have to be a year ago. Your past could be last night, it could be yesterday, it could be a week ago. And our future is also scary. What's going to be with my future? Where am I headed? What am I going to do? Where am I going? The best thing anybody can do for both their past and their future is to create and have a great day. That's the best thing you could do to fix your past and to create a future is to have, to have an amazing, amazing day. Um, Avigdor, are we doing it today again?
The phone, you didn't prepare? Yeah, let's try to do it. Get, get everyone together to do it. Okay, we'll talk afterwards. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha to have an amazing first day of the rest of your life.